Howdy, Perry sisters and allies. Beth, Annie, Nat, and future guests are here to talk about how perimenopause is affecting our lives. We have more than likely been boozing, so if you're easily offended or you're looking for serious medical advice, you should see yourself out right now. What's behind these fits of rage? Decreased libido and dry vag stage. Why can't I focus on this fucking page? It's perimenopause. Now that we've started this podcast, um, I was at a, an event recently and there's a one of our family friends. He really wants to be on this. Oh, He wants to drag his wife along like she is wants nothing to do with it but he wants to come on and not it, and to learn right like he he seems yeah. genuine in his um desire to learn about this yeah so, yeah you're not alone Nat. there there could be a population of you know of, of men you know. i think we need to be careful about making the male to female ratio too high on the panel <laughs> in any given show we don't want it to be like right-winger men making birth control legislation (laughs) (laughs) we end up with like three guys and two women on the panel one week it's not going to play well no oh we still haven't oh that's the other thing we haven't done yet on any of these episodes is your mansplaining character matt oh remember we were gonna have we had such high hopes we were gonna have agendas we were gonna have characters oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we were workshopping a character where uh, Beth would explain, you know, the ins and outs of something, whether it was medical, medically oriented or just like her personal experiences. And then I would play a character where I told the people what she was trying to say. Oh, <laughs> he, would re- he would interpret it. Yeah. Kind of right. like. And, um... and every time I, w- I came on, I was part of the bit was going to be that I just got back from like a really male thing. Like I just got back from like a men's rights conference or, oh. a, or <laughs> a, a drum circle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, where they wear the horns. So I was kind of <laughs> right. Like the QAnon guy. No, uh, like I was having fun coming up with different, really, really, really men events. Like, a, I don't know, Dungeons and Dragons convention or something. NASCAR. Yes. Yes. <laughs> in the pit like right in the middle of the track yeah Yeah, exactly right so anyway that was the idea it hasn't happened but we you know as the following gets bigger and bigger we might bust them out (laughs) good to know yeah beth has been pining a way to tell a a poop story on the air it's been like a couple weeks she's been talking about it well um really a couple years at least to me so i you know annie when I told, when I said like one of our episodes has to be about poop issues and Annie was like, right. You said you really don't have any Lori. Did you have any like gut bowel? Oh yeah. Constipation. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use My niece says, she says she has the same problem as me. My niece is like 27 years younger than me. Mm -hmm. And she says she has to sacrifice a goat. <laughs> to, to have a bowel movement. <laughs> Maybe it runs in my family. Maybe it's not perimenopause. Aren't you getting goats, Beth? <laughs> Eventually, the goat lady. Uh, I mean, so this is what I tell people close tell your me, eyes and picture what you think a goat lady might be like. I, I, have one I don't have to close my eyes. My I got one right here. 
Yep. Okay. Well, the goat lady lost my deposit. And when I reached out, she was like, you're not on the wait list because you didn't put a deposit down, but I had. So did I you give it to her like cash in an envelope? No, it's Venmo. No, it's Venmo. So I have proof that I gave it to her. But now I'm like bottom on the wait list for these goats. Do you think, is there a possibility maybe you find another goat lady? Yeah, but this was a deposit. So how do I get my deposit back? Do I say, like, do I give her a date and be, and say, like, if I don't have my goats by August 31st, then I want my deposit back, I guess. I don't is, know. Is there a goat shortage that I don't know about? I, like, Lori, I don't, I've like, never met this woman in person. We've only corresponded through Venmo and email. You, um, you would so I have an be- image in, in my head of what she's like now because- <laughs> What if she's yeah. like, what if really she's like really, really corporate, like tailored suits, like <laughs> heels, blazers, like her hair's like immaculate. <laughs> well, maybe the goat yoga, you know, is kind of taking all the goats now. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, God. Yeah, so uh, eventually that's, I'm getting goats. That's brutal. I'm sorry. I, was that, a that was a, I know. What the fuck? It's a hard left turn. All she goat. said yeah. goat sacrifice, Please. and I said, Beth, aren't you getting Oh, goats? poop. We were I talking about we poop. Oh, I was right. going to say, we were talking about uteruses. <laughs> and, and a little Uteri, bit. Uteri, uteruses. Uteri, uteruses. Uteri, uteruses. Uteri, uteruses. Uteri, uteruses. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what, what's, isn't octopus plural octopi? See, that's yeah. the other one. Yeah. But they both end with us. Us. True. So what other words end with us? Any? Platypus. Hey, there you go. Platypi. But isn't it platypuses? No, it's platypi. Okay. All right. (laughs) Well, then I think that's a pattern at this point. I think we know. I think it's utero. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Well, so when I started perimenopause, like one of my first symptoms, and I have a very regular system right? Like if, if I look at food wrong, sometimes I'll have diarrhea. So, um, I, I was very regular, but after I would ovulate like two days for the two days later, and then until, what the hell was that? Until I had my period, something's happening in the house. Um, I would be constipated and I am never, I have never had trouble pooping in my whole life. So that became a thing over the, mm. you know, the last, several years. So, all right, I've ovulated. I know I'm going to be constipated. It means I need to drink more water and eat a whole bunch of popcorn, which I love. And then I'll be okay. Well, then maybe three years ago, I started having all kinds of bowel issues like constipation, but then diarrhea and then, or, you know, like loose poops. And then what I would call purge mode, which would be miserable, just like eat one thing. And then five minutes later, purge my entire body would purge. And Beth, you think this is because of hormonal changes? Like I the mean, purge? Sort of when it, yeah, when it started. And I don't know for sure. So I did go see a gastroenterologist. You know, I was like, all right, this, after months of this, I was like, this can't be normal. So I finally went and saw a specialist and got a colonoscopy. That is the best fucking nap I've ever taken in my entire life. It is worth it. Do not be afraid of the colonoscopy. It was wonderful. I have a great endoscopy story too. Yeah. (laughs) That propofol that they give you. Yes. I understand why Michael Jackson like got so addicted to it. It is lovely shit. Lovely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you said, best nap ever. 
And when I woke up, I thought I was in the hallway and my husband just went, oh, honey, you're not. <laughs> you're not in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. It so was, I get it. it. It's lovely. What, what it's mm -hmm. called? Pro, I can't ever Propofol. say it. Propofol. I can't ever. It's a tongue twister for me. So Nat and Annie, if you've never had propofol. Whew. Highly recommend it. Yep. It's on mm -hmm. my bucket list. Yep. yep. There you go. Short acting and you feel great afterwards. Yep. So I'm glad that Lori asked the question about, so Beth, do you think this is related to hormone changes? Because you're describing stuff that happens to me and I'm not going through perimenopause. Mm -hmm. I don't think. I mean, you know, no. the whole, like the whole phenomenon of like, you eat like half of like an apple and all of a sudden, like your body empties out, you know, three times what you think could possibly be able to be in there. <laughs> Nat, don't you have IBS? I, I was diagnosed with it in uh, college. I don't know if it's oh. the type of thing you like outgrow milk allergies or something. Because I, I also have been diagnosed with several food allergies that I just have convinced myself have outgrown and just plowed through them. Maybe that's why I'm having all these bathroom issues. Uh, I was just going there like a correlation between when you were diagnosed with IBS and you just decided you weren't allergic to milk anymore? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> are, are your food allergies the kind that kill you? Not so far. That's good. Oh my God. <laughs> make, that's the other reason we love Nat is that he makes bad choices, but he can laugh about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's funny when you talked about, I mean, all right. So this is funny. All this stuff is now becoming attached in my mind because we were talking about goat ladies and I know, well, I've met, I've interacted with one goat lady in my life and it's because I was diagnosed with a milk allergy when I was young. And so I had to drink goat's milk for six or seven years. And so we would have to interact with goat ladies. And this wasn't, you know, the 2020, 2021, when you could interact with goat ladies over Venmo, like you had to go and see the goat lady back then. This was like 1981, 1982. You go and you interact with the goat lady. And so that's the one I got up here. It sounds like a secret goat society that you had to go, <laughs> go get in there. Yeah, it was, it was totally secret. I had a lot of first experiences at that goat farm when I was a kid. First of all, she wasn't allowed legally to sell us the milk. So she was selling us the containers uh, that just happened to have milk in them. Um, what? Which, which sustained, I don't, I don't, I don't know. How it wasn't pasteurized. Oh, yeah, maybe that might've been it. Also, I had my first experience ever with an electric fence, I remember there people are like yeah man don't touch this this thing will shock you and i was just like yeah i was like that thing won't shock me and it so i tried it out my wife gives me hell for stuff like this all the time like touching stuff that's too hot with like bare hands and stuff like that anyway that's how i first learned what an electric fence did mm. yeah. sorry for that tangent beth that's okay that's all right um so yes, to speak to your question about whether or not this could just be my body, it, it could, it could be, it could be a combo. Um, mm -hmm. I did do some research and so yes, the reduction of hormones can affect, right. It's, and it's all like down here in the same spot. Plus there's all this new emerging research on like the mind 
gut connection, which I find mm-hmm. fascinating, like the bacteria and how you metabolize things will can affect like your mood, right? And your levels of depression and anxiety. There's a direct link. It's it's pretty interesting stuff. Um, mm. But I will say what motivated me to finally see the gastroenterologist after months of like putting up with this was because Nat's daughter and uh, my youngest are in the same grade. So I went to his house. He, he had picked her up after school for me, which was lovely because I had a meeting. Um, and I went to his house on the way there. I could tell like, Ooh, something right. Bacon brownies. That's what my husband calls it. Oh, bacon brownies. Uh Oh, okay. Not good. So normally when I go to pick my daughter up from his house or vice versa, it's a Midwestern goodbye. Like Nat and I can talk for hours if we want to. But this time I'm like trying, telling my daughter, like, wear your shoe, get your shoes on. I like she and Nat's daughter are having a great chatting. I start to sweat, right? Like I'm starting to sweat. I can feel it in my stomach. I'm clenching my butthole as tight as I can sweating, sweating. My daughter like normally wants to be gone, like home. I cannot get her to move. So finally I looked at Nat and I was like, I have to use your bathroom. And I had to go in and it was a purge moment. So it was humiliating. Of course it's a bathroom on the first floor. I, we hadn't been friends for that long. So, right. Like, oh, oh my God. It, I was so embarrassed. I'm like, like I'm sure you can hear me like multiple flushing and I couldn't, it's going to smell like, Oh, it was, oh, that was so God. awful for me that I went oh. home and the next day I called my PCP and I was like, all right, <laughs> something's oh. wrong. I need to go to a specialist. Um, you never have to be embarrassed about stuff like that. Well, now I don't care. We're good enough friends yeah. now that, you know, I'll at least flush the toilet, but. Yeah, I mean, flush, sure. I mean, that's just common courtesy, like anytime you use somebody's bathroom. <laughs> I've yeah. always flushed when I've used your bathroom too. Thank you. Yes, I do appreciate that. Yeah. There was, when we were doing the education pod, there was a kid that didn't flush. Um, what? Don't you remember? One of the kids in our education pod just didn't ever oh. flush anything. Yes, I yeah. do. Um, so any, I went to the gastroenterologist, had my colonoscopy. I have a very healthy colon apparently. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful colon. Lovely. Yep. So that's when they chalk it up to IBS, right? They're like, well, we can't find anything really specific wrong. So it's IBS. I did a follow-up appointment, met with the physician's assistant. And I was like, so what do I like? Do I not eat certain things? Do I? And she said, essentially it's a moving target. So one day you could eat cheese and be fine. The next day you eat cheese and you purge. Great. Great. Um, I will say when I went on Zoloft, so here's the mind gut connection went on Zoloft, it stopped. Really? Really. That's yep. interesting. I still get constipated, um, right after I ovulate, but the <laughs> purging stopped <laughs> until recently. Huh? It happened again, but I think it's because I made, I, so I have found that certain, not certain specific foods, but like if I have too much sugar, um, it'll happen. So if I, or if I just, hmm? You love I sugar. I love sugar. I have such I'm, I'm with you, Beth. Oh, I, <sighs> awful. 
We made cupcakes here and we thought we really only needed like six, but my wife and, or if I had a wife and uh, her and my kid made like two dozen. And she was like, what are we going to do with these things? And she was like, let's take some to the Bretons. And I was like, don't. (laughs) Because you're always trying to like push sugar on us. Like anytime we're at your house, you're always sending us home with a bunch of stuff. So I was like, you know, Beth's sweet and she would take it if you gave it to her, but she wouldn't, she wouldn't want it really. No, no. So I try to, right. Like I try not to, well, before it was all about body image stuff, which we will talk about in another episode. Um, And Annie and I can go on a deep dive there with our upbringing and all that good stuff. Um, But now, right. Like now I know if I eat too much sugar, I'll feel physically ill, but I have no self-control. Like if it's in the house, I will eat it. So Matt, I'm glad you didn't bring it over because I would have offered it to the girls. You can each Mm -hmm. have one. I would have eaten one and then I would have. Yeah, I know you would have. Right. I know you pretty well. And I, I am also on Zoloft like you are Beth and this because of the panic attacks and everything and, and Zoloft makes you lazy. So it's really not a good combination. (laughs) Zoloft makes you just not give a shit. Mm -hmm. You're just like, eh, okay, whatever. Yep. I'm going to have four cupcakes. What a, whatever. <laughs> I know. I, um, our mom, Lori, she, wait, I don't know if she's still on it, Annie, or not, but she said at one point her physician put her on like such a high dose. She was like, I knew it was too high when the phone would ring and I'd just be like, whatever. Just let it ring. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. I do. It- Part of me does wonder, like, am I, am I getting more chill now because of my age? And not chill. It's an, I don't care. Right. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. So I I agree. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Yep. I definitely have that. I think I'm heading toward my, my mom's like no filter. She, before she passed, she was, she was what, 76 when she passed. And before that it was like, no filter, nothing. I'm really scared of where I'm going to be in 20 years at this point. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's a Zoloft or not because it takes away the anxiety, but really you just don't give a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, I don't, you, Oh, that person doesn't like me. Eh, oh, well this person over here does. So I'm okay with that. You know, I don't okay. know if that comes with age or Zoloft. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> This ends episode 11 of Beth and Annie's Perimena podcast. Please join us in episode 12 when we begin to discuss perimenopause, menopause, identity crises, and how it's one big bucket of crap. <laughs>